This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook and at trevorjamesflutes.com. Hello there and welcome this week to Talking Flutes Extra with me, Jean-Paul Wright. Thank you so much for all the emails following my chatette with... Sorry? Chatette? Is that a word? Chatette? Anyway, following my chat with technical Yoda of TJ Flutes, David Farley, last week. Just to confirm that the wonderful new wooden flute he was speaking about will be available later in the summer whilst the Open G-Sharp flutes are actually available now. If you need more information, then feel free to visit any TJ Flute website and send an email from the contact drop-down. So with 166 podcasts published already, I do appreciate that for the new listener to Talking Flutes, going back to Podcast 1 would be a really daunting and very long process to get through. Claire and I have looked at this and during the next couple of months we'll be interspersing our usual weekly podcasts with a look back at some of our personal favourites and also the ones that have featured the most in viewer stream and download popularity. This week I'm lucky, I'm up, it's my turn and I'm going back a little to a visit I made to Los Angeles and a catch up with the then new Emmy winning musicians Jose Valentino on flute and Gualo on guitar. Since this wonderful time I had chatting to these fabulous musicians in my hotel room in Santa Monica, I love Santa Monica, both Gualo and Jose have gone on to win countless more awards, including a Latin Grammy win for Jose only a few months ago. In normal times, the stresses of study, finding work and performances are immense for most artists. Combine this with the additional issues faced during the last 18 months with COVID and, let's not forget that L word, lockdown, and the word fun in particular has been bottom of many of our vocabularies as the virus still continues to ravage populations around the world, whilst musicians have continued to struggle to make ends meet and put food on the table. So in choosing the podcast this week, I just wanted us to at least begin to look at that fun word again in our music making. When we listen to music, we use it to escape, to remember, to smile, to dance, to cry, or to find ourselves motivated and stimulated by an auditory pattern of sounds that goes deep within our being. So for the next 58 minutes, yeah, it's a long one this week, sit back and listen to the wonderful musicians improvising and speaking about the importance of that F word. It's on fun this week. Oh yes, we're going to have a jolly time. <laughs> Good English accent. I'm joined this week by the wonderful Jose Valentino. Sir Jose Valentino. Oh, sir Jose Valentino. Yeah. The Queen called me last night. I'm officially a sir. <laughs> and, and and to his left, <clears throat> a sensible voice, is Gualo on the guitar. Hi Gualo. Lord Gualo. Oh, Gualo. <laughs> Hey guys, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. You're doing well. Yeah. Um, This podcast is all about what you guys know best. The F word. 
Fun! <laughs> Do you know, I didn't know where you were going to take that. Yeah. It's all about the F word. Fun! Yeah, yeah, Do you know that you've already got the title of the podcast? It's all about the F word. Yeah, that's that. it. That's it. It's all about the F word. There's that's, the hook. That's, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. what, what you guys do is... The F word is not flute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it ain't flute. And it ain't flute. <laughs> what you guys do is you bring fun. You always have fun. And what I've, I've known you for quite a few years now, and there's never a solemn moment yeah. that is mm. always fun. Always. Sure. And you said in the Uber last night when we were coming back to the hotel, you said, surround yourselves with, it wasn't Costa Rican people, it was Dominican, Dominican, Dominican people. people. Yes. Dominicans, man. I love Dominicans. Man. Shout out to all my Dominican friends and family. I love you guys. Oi, pero bueno. Yeah, Dominicans. Yeah, man. They, they, they people, love to man. party, man. You know, we, we did a, a gig uh, some years ago for um, Major League Baseball players who played for the Los Angeles Angels. And, you know, they, I guess, uh, I don't know, I don't know if they had a home in Miami or what the deal was. But um, we were called to, uh, you know, uh, play and provide entertainment for a house party. We, little did we know that it was going to be so wild. And they didn't even care if we played. They just wanted us to be the hype, to be the fun. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, that's that's what we do. We didn't play and we still got paid. So. We still got paid. <laughs> that's yeah, great. We didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Oh, yeah. 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 So everybody out there that listens to these Talking Food podcasts are all studying or playing or enjoying music. Yeah. The fun bit sometimes gets taken out of it. When sure. you learn, oh, it doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, people are focused on fundamentals, but it and hence it ends up being the mental, you know, <laughs> uh, rather than fun. <laughs> so I, I think we need to put the fun back in fundamental, you no, know what I mean? So, <laughs> sorry, I'm in a pun mood. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, what are you going to start with today? Obviously, we're going to have to have a bit of music. We've both got you here. You've got your guitar out and you've got your flute out. So, what yeah, should we do? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, we also have our voices out, too, because we like to beatbox and come up with weird noises while we're playing and, you know, provide comedic relief. So, um, I think what we're going to do is uh, an original composition called Love Has to Do With It. Oh, and where did that come from? That time? You know, I listened to Tina Turner's um, What's Love Got to Do With It? And I think it was a season where I actually was uh, kind of studying what is love, you know what I mean, uh, and what and what are the definitions of love, the different definitions, uh, depending on what you're looking at. You know, if you're looking at uh, you know faith-based uh, you know religion terms of what love is, right? Like in Christianity, love is really sacrifice. It's uh, putting others before yourself, you know. And so I kind of, uh, you know, started toying with the wording for just for myself. And I said, you know what? Love has to do with it. And uh, um, even though I understand that she wrote that song, uh, you know, and, and she was going through a very uh, tumultuous relationship at the time, um, you know, I just thought, I want to actually respond because that song um, was released in the industry as a question. So I thought, why not answer it? And that was in 2009 when I wrote this song called Love Has to Do With It. Thank <laughs> you. 
Professionals, but that doesn't stop you having fun. Oh no! Oh yes, no! Man. No, yeah. that's a point. If we're not having fun, normally it's like, all right, we're done. Yeah, it normally happens. We're like, we're like, okay, I think we went, we went too long, and it got a little boring, and let's stop. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. which doesn't really happen. But it's that's how you know when you stop having fun. It's like that's it. Yeah. So how do you know then when to stop and to put the percussive sounds in the beatboxing, the the uh, string bass, uh, and the trombone and how do you know when to sort of do that or does it just happen organically I think one of the things honestly I, I mean at least for me and it could be different and maybe that's why it works but to me it has a lot to do with listening to who's listening and what I mean by listening is st start with the body language you know so I know <laughs> this is this could sound funny I know if I have six teenagers listening the beatboxing is going to happen 
Yeah. Because I know, and I know the body language too. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that he's probably gonna start beatboxing on the flute if he's gonna, you know, do that. Yeah. But if it's yeah. the other way around, you know, maybe there's, um, I know there's, I don't know. I don't know. Just it, it, it. But that's kind of like an example of what. Well, yeah, about. you have to know your audience. You know. Sure. I mean, hey, the, uh, depending on who's around, we might even switch up the groove. We might right. make it more swing. We might make it more, uh, you know, kind of a, a shuffle, you know, six eight kind of feel. I mean, you just have to know your audience, right? We might play more delicate. We might play more aggressive, um, you know, through our instruments. So it all depends. I'm in a really relaxed state, so I'm not really trying to, um, you know, uh, play notes in in uh, with a really rich sound. We're also in a sort of a smaller room, and I think you know. Playing as if you were going to yeah. play for an intimate audience. Sure, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, no. Did you realize how good you've made me feel? You just said when you play in front of a group of 16 year olds or teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you were ID last night. That's great. Yeah, yeah, you had a roll, man. I was ID'd last night. <laughs> yeah. What you're... they don't know is actually I, I asked to be ID'd. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you please ID me? Please, <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you. I'll give you a greater tip. Yeah. Oh, but you, you, had, you made a very important point. Is that if you want to have fun, it's got to be credible fun. Yeah, and it's credible fun that comes from listening. Yeah, I mean we 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 say we play music, you know, but I don't know that we take that word playing to heart. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, for me, playing I think of kids in a sandbox, you know, or just getting dirty a little bit. You know what I mean? Trying new things, being adventurous, using your imagination. So. Uh, you know, when I say I play music, I really aim to play with music. You're playing with. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right. You're playing with music, like you know? Like so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter uh, how many uh, mistakes you make or or how perfect your performance was. You know, I mean, music is a service. And that's what people are hiring musicians for, is to provide them with some sense of relief and enjoyment, you know what I mean? Inspiration, fun. Um, in a world that is, you know, you really got to ask yourself, I think Marvin Gaye said it best, what's going on? Mm. And so, uh, you know, I sometimes uh, it almost seems like academia can take it a little bit too seriously. And this is coming from a professor, you know, a doctor, myself. A doctor. So, like yeah, a doctor. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? And so I, I feel like part of my professorship is to um, encourage students to have fun and making music and making it with other people being relational being uh, uh, you know um, free yeah. in, in their own skin and I notice from you too when you say you're both free there's no leader mm -hmm. you know you both you both have your own space you come together and then just naturally mm -hmm. one will take the lead and yeah. then naturally the other one would take the lead that's part of the chemistry as well and understanding you know what what he does and understanding what I do and understanding the song we're playing the jam we're playing what we're in who does what and, and that but that comes not, we don't talk about that no we really don't it just happens because there is a chemistry it just happens it's like <clears throat> you're a chemist you put two chemicals together you don't you leave it there and, and, and it just happens you know you're not always picking at it might explode if it does if you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, I mean, you can have uh, the most incredible musicians getting together, and it can sound like a complete disaster. 
Okay. Because um, the Eagle question is, uh, it, the, the, the thing, uh, you know, unless there's a, a, a clear understanding that everybody has to have a mentality that they're serving one another. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, uh, I can play with another guitarist, but if that guitar player is not listening to how I can contribute, uh, or if I'm not listening to that guitarist, I can easily overstep their creative juice, mm-hmm. you know? So. so a large part of our uh, audience are people that return into study or yeah. have taken up playing instruments at a later date. Awesome. When they get, I'm finding some of the emails we're getting through <coughs> the talking flutes, they get quite stressed okay. at playing. And the thought of being free and improvising mm-hmm. scares them. If we take it back to the word fun, yeah. then surely that begins to unlock yeah, improvisation yeah. and creative freedom. What? What advice would you give them to try and unlock the glory that is improvisation and fun in music? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, you know, before you play, like, I don't know, go to the bathroom, go to the mirror, look at yourself, and then just say, Hey, yo, don't take yourself too seriously. Ooh, should I try that? You might yeah, yeah. That. You should. You should. <laughs> and then do it like a really weird big smile and just say, You know what? You, let's have some fun. Mm. And then go back out and just do it. I mean, it, it, again, it's all—it's almost like music for so many people. You know, their training was so legalistic. And in music, um, it, 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 you know, formal music training, oftentimes, you know, the, the rhetoric is that you need to learn all of these different things, these different steps, before you're even allowed to express yourself before you're allowed to even say anything but interesting enough when we're kids we're already jamming with professionals you know uh, our parents are professionals in jamming in whatever language and they're they let us just try things say things and you know i mean i have a almost a year old baby now and uh, he's beginning to say a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, and and he'll he'll try to communicate. He'll go yeah 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 yeah. And we act. We don't say stop doing that. Learn to pronunciate. I mean, to the baby. You know what I mean. <laughs> we we have fun with it with him, and and um, we actually respond as if he's actually having a conversation because he is. And he'll come and, around. And, and, and despite yeah, he'll come around. Oh. And despite you know maybe not having the technique to pronunciate, he can still express himself. And that's something that we have to understand that you. It's not about you know developing the most perfect performance and and technique. Technique is the foundation. I should say it teaches us how to say what we want to say but we first need to understand what is it that we want to say today that's definitely true yeah and, and and then when, when you you know uh, and, and i think that makes it so enjoyable for me to pick up my flute every day because i don't know what i'm going to sound like and i mean you know john paul you know very well um all the different uh hats that i take on when playing the flute you know what i mean and and uh, in the future people are going to hear um, a really completely different side Absolutely. of me that, that that has always existed, you know what I mean? But uh, <clears throat> you just got to be open. Can't be pigeonholed by any means to one different uh, one style only. I mean, who said that? You know what I mean? Um, so it's just about building relationships, living life. You know, some of the best playing comes from not even touching my horn, but just actually talking and hanging out with people and then you know it enriches your quality of life your your um, endorphins are up and then you play your instrument and if you're not worried so much about uh, what you sound like but just try you know 
then that's going to, I think, increase the enjoyment for learning music, for playing music, um, and uh, yeah. So you've got it there. Don't worry about what you sound like. Yeah. Don't worry about <clears throat> making mistakes. Mm -hmm. You touched on a previous podcast that what is a mistake? Mm -hmm. A mistake is just something that comes in. <clears throat> but if you're having fun and you're improvising, is there a mistake? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. You know, mistakes are unintended uh, ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I have an idea and I played something unintendedly, it may be a cracked note. It may be um, a melodic shape that I played that I didn't necessarily want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, then, hey, it's a mistake. But, you know... Mistakes are the mother of success. Mm. I thought this was about fun, Joey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But hey, philosophy is fun too. Can I practice that? Hey, bro. Yeah, yeah. How does it go? Bra. 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 Yeah. You have to say shorten bra. It. You had to shorten it, but shorten yeah. it. Bra. 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 There you go. You, you said it perfectly. You're in. You're one of us. Can I add a little bit to the improvising part? Yeah, um, So, um, well, Joey knows a lot. Like, I, I'm not necessarily a lead guitar player whereas you know playing leads and stuff is like it's really my thing yeah. it's not I like it um, and I know I have a lot to work on because I do want to but one thing that I did is um, when I picked up the, the guitars that I well, we've always talked about being drummers at heart you know and it's mm -hmm. just my thing is that I always carry the beat you know in, in me and, 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 and you can see when I play my thing is really what's happening on the right hand it's uh, you look at my left hand it's just, a, it's just hanging there and the right hand is really doing, you know, all the work. When I do this type of stuff, it's really my... If you look at my left hand, there's not much going on. No, there isn't. It's really all the right hand. But it's groovy, and that's my thing. And one thing that happened with him and I was that, to him, that groove on a guitar was kind of like a playing field. Whereas I'm not doing the lead stuff that the flute does, because mm -hmm. the flute's not necessarily playing chords. So it's just the same thing when you have a piano and a flute, you know, playing a classical piece. Take out the piano. It's a guitar now. Just make a groove, and that's it. Yeah, it's really simple. It looks different and complicated because it's not yeah. common. Well, he's but... doing the bass, so... the harmonies, and and yeah. the rhythm. So at I the mean... end, at the end of whatever I'm playing is giving him a playing field. Of yeah. like, ooh, ooh, let me get on that one. Ooh, let me get on that. Ooh, let me run on this. Oh, that's a sandbox. Ooh, no, look, there's sure. a, a swing. So at the end of the day, mm -hmm. um, that which is something that I've developed within. Uh, maybe the first year or two of playing guitar, which is just that group, because I had played drums and piano before. Um, although I didn't think or I didn't know that that was my freedom of, exp my, my, my way to express that freedom and improvise, where it was just, I'm just grooving. Like, if, I, if I'm doing this, I'm improvising. So yeah, I might not be going, but I'm really improvising. So. What would you naturally put over the top? Just sort of, so he's doing yeah, that. well, uh, honestly, I, I, you know, I would say, in many ways, when I play with Gualo, we take on different hats. We switch sometimes, right? And, and or sometimes <laughs> we'll just well all the time, really. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess with the flute, because see, the flute is just primarily a melodic instrument. Yeah. It's been used, you know, uh, for melody in 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 Western art music, but you know, the flute in um, the the Caribbean and, and in other parts of the world in, in Africa in Asia can be used for melody but it can also be used for rhythm you see what I'm saying and so um, there's uh, uh, we're gonna let you in our in our secret to 
to how we get us um, uh, the the dynamic organic vibe that that is just so unique with us, right? So just play that groove right there. Here's one option that I can do. Okay, I'm gonna think about the drums that he's thinking about. So it's like I hear the drum beat that you're hearing. I'm going to do it as well. Okay, and the drum beat is essentially. Right? And then just put on the flute. And that snare is, is me breathing in. So I'm breathing the rhythm, John Paul. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? So that's one thing, right? And then if I want to really accentuate, then I'll breathe out on the kick. So I'll go. And then I change the notes, right? Uh, with my fingers. Another option is let me play something contrasting to what he's doing. So if he's going to be staccato and rhythmic, maybe I'll play something that is really wet and, and, and melodious and, you know. sounds good but that also gives me time to think about where am i going to go next you know what i mean yeah um uh here's another thing i just actually think about you know what would, what would a vocalist do What if I were to sing lyrics, or sing, you know, sing about a story, but didn't have the ability to, to, to sing lyrics? Look, I just sang a couple notes out of tune, I cracked a note, that's okay, right? But now at least I now have exposed the idea, and I can refine it later. Oh, you know, something like that. Right there, that sabapap. That's the that's the brass section. Cause now I'm thinking about like a, a big band. But that comes from my experience in playing in big bands. You see what I'm saying? And so you're putting all these life experiences into the music. Identity. Yeah, it's your identity. It's your identity. And I think what people are, we've talked about this in another mm -hmm. podcast, people are too busy trying to pursue a role. You know, what position do you have in society or within the music industry? You know, are you this first chair flutist? Are you doing this, these kind of gigs? Right. But you can't pursue your role if you don't know what your purpose mm -hmm. is. And your purpose is not a selfish endeavor. It's a, it's an endeavor to help and provide service, you know, for for your audience, whatever that specific audience is going to be at the, at the moment. But you can't pursue your purpose if you don't know your identity. Who you are? What are your values? Mm -hmm. What do you like? What do you not like? You know, what are your weaknesses? Do a SWOT analysis on yourself. <laughs> Strengths, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yeah, so, that's right? true. And then that, and then attack them. You know, uh, go go and yeah. attack those threats and, and make them into strengths. What's happened to me was that now after we started playing together and we started traveling and all this stuff, 
even like in the early the early stuff I would sit back a lot and just do my thing groove you know before we would do our duo stuff and that was just my playing field at the moment I've grown from there but it was a start I knew that was my identity and I knew if I just work on that even more I can develop more things that are might not be doing the you know slash stuff you know <laughs> as much as I'd love to but I do something that is a little bit uncommon and when you mix it with a flute it's even more uncommon and that's worked and we grow I grow all the time I'm, I'm getting better at mm -hmm. doing even that same groove even that you know whatever it is and all that all that is improvising absolutely and trying and really just throwing yourself I mean and I make a gazillion mistakes every day hey. you know when I play but mm -hmm. it's that is part of Number one, freedom, you know, being free and, 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 and having fun. It's a mindset. Yeah. It's like having fun. It's a decision. It's yeah. a choice. You know, I, and one of the ways that we can do that also, here's another suggestion is whatever you're playing, start moving. Hmm. Yeah. Move while you play. Be the music, you know, move to the contour of the melody. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, at the National Flute Association, uh, on two different occasions, we did Dance Your Flute Off. Right, uh, 1.0 and 2.0, and the whole point of of, of uh, that showcase was to get people to just start releasing uh, those endorphins and just start moving and playing while you move, you know. Um, and uh, it really does make you feel better, well, you both, and more comfortable. You yourself. both really want to give keep people permission to take a key out their pocket yeah. and unlock yeah. their creativity because yeah. not be confined within. Yeah, listen. Um, I am a firm believer that everybody is creative. It's just that some people, you know, were put in circumstances that impinge their creative development. But it's never too late. I'll say it again. It is never mm. too late to be creative. And, you know, uh, being able to try things, being able to laugh at yourself when, you, you know, you did something silly... That that is also part of the fun, you know. Don't take it too seriously. Definitely part of the fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad we came back to that F word. Yeah, yeah. we have to. <laughs> fun, fun, you <laughs> guys. Once again, thank you for taking time out to come in and have a chat with me. Thank yeah. you, thank well, you. The honor is mine. Yeah, it's always fun. And what are you going to play out with? We're going to play a song called "It's My Promise." It's an original composition. By you again, or by Guala, or both of you? By yeah. him, and uh, it's, it's, it's all of us. It's, yeah, it's, you know? <laughs> we keep shaping yeah. it, you know. <laughs> we always put the, the, the big fat royalty that comes in. Yeah. You know, it's amazing how you can split the zero. It actually evens out perfectly. I get zero, he gets zero. So well, to, to close, I'd like to thank you, bros. Yes, <laughs> thank you, yeah. bros, bros, sir, bro, and lord, bro, <laughs> lord bro. sir, bro, and lord, bro. <laughs> Thank you to the Queen. <laughs> God bless you. And keep smiling, everybody. Yes, yes. Thanks for coming, guys. I want to say 
And things are changing every single day But I gotta press on and carry on my way Question what the future holds Not daring to witness the dreams unfold And time passes from young to old Who can tell me of friendships that are gold You got to remember Love is what we desire We sacrifice ourselves to lift the other higher. So believe in one's potential and let him know you care. See, life isn't fair, but is there someone there? Gaze up at the sky, put your hands up into the air. It's okay to cry, release your heart into the air. When you wonder why, Release your voice into the air Cause the man upstairs says I'll be there It's my promise I can see now what I'm called to do Like that and day it's so clear and so true I sing songs in hopes to inspire you to feel rejuvenated and renewed Your future is as bright as the sunlight I know you're going to turn your wrongs to right You'll bring clarity and vision and sight To the ones who cannot see through the darkness in the night You've got to remember Love is what we desire we sacrifice ourselves to lift the other higher. So believe in one's potential and let them know you care. See, life is not always fair, but is there someone there? You gaze up at the sky, put your hands up into the air. It's okay to cry, release your heart into the air. When you wonder why, release your voice into the air. Cause the man upstairs says, I'll be there. It's my promise. up at the sky put your hands up into the air it's okay to cry 
Release your heart into the air when you wonder why. Release your voice into the air. Cause the man upstairs says, I'll be there. Cause the man upstairs says, I'll be there. Cause the man upstairs says, I'll be there. It's my promise. Should we, should we fist bump now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
fabulous. <laughs> now, before I start, because I, yeah. I, I would like to explore this this concept that you just did there, which is yeah. taking a tune and then going with it, mm -hmm. because to a lot of musicians, that's a hard thing to do, improvisation. Mm -hmm. But before I do so, I think congratulations are in order. <laughs> I think you won a very small award recently, both of you. Uh, yeah, the Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> And then that's not a small award, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. What was it for? Thank you. Um, uh, There's a, a film that um, um, we worked on called Art Vessel. With director Mateo. With Mateo Venguachea, which uh, we've done different stuff. Yeah, we have. Uh, uh, not, not just that great, amazing director and producer. And um, it was a film about art in, in Miami and really the art movement that started somewhere around 2010 and so on. We did it in 2014. And uh, the Wynwood area and, and uh, local art, artists uh, versus what's going on there and how it's growing versus, you know, places in New York, places like uh, Europe and, and, and Los Angeles and stuff like that. And um, um, I had the pleasure of uh, scoring the film and the, it was impossible for me to do it without the help of this guy right here. And, you know, the, the fact that we were able to put together ideas and, and, and concepts of, of how do we make this Miami, but how do we make it? great without it you know having to sound like something else or having to mm -hmm. necessarily copy art out there and all that stuff and just kind of go with what you know the identity that we're trying to get with art in Miami why is it unique and all that stuff well, I'm from Miami he's lived there long enough to <laughs> get to know yeah. the phenomenon that, that that it is as a city and everything and just get putting our talents together and scoring that film was such a great pleasure and watching it you know a couple of years later just after winning several um, uh, film festivals and, and being uh, aired on <clears throat> on TV by PBS and all that stuff, just seeing it win an Emmy is just so fulfilling, you know, and seeing like, wow, this is some very like weird, unorthodox duo thing we've always got going on. It, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but at the end of it, it just ends up making sense and <laughs> sure. there it is and it just gets an Emmy. So it's yeah. beautiful. It really yeah. is. And praise God. Like, it's just amazing. So when you write yeah. the score, mm -hmm. you go in with this guy into the studio score for a film you don't just play the notes do you you then no. you must deviate it's you two so you yeah. deviate off how do you know when you've got something that is <clears throat> right for that use of the film or do you just record hours and then uh, merge it in how do you know when what you're what you've written well you know one of the things that I think about is the power of the imagination and making sure that we exercise our imagination you know uh, a lot of how we compose music really stems from this idea of cognitive translation process. Um, I did my dissertation on uh, mental Im imagery and teaching with imagery and how um, you can use imagery as a form of instruction to help people become more expressive as performers. But the information that I learned and discovered and investigated and tested, really, you know, um, some of the results that I've managed to find out is just that there is this real phenomenon that uh, if musicians are able to, you know, put themselves in the grinder and practice and, and refine their uh, ideas and just try to express themselves, you know, mm -hmm. however yeah. they feel, that thought, you know, that mood, uh, that color, uh, you know, an episodic memory, and just practice expressing that 
each and every day, eventually what will happen is, is that you'll start speaking a new language. So then you, you, you apply that to um, any film or any project that inquires visual media. You look at that and you can literally see what's going on. And your brain, since it's already been, uh, you know, exercising the idea of translating something that is non-musical into music, it becomes almost... Uh, perhaps second nature. I mean, you start seeing an image and you say, this is what needs to happen because you look at the properties of um, the image and what is happening and then you translate that. You know, how, do, how can we translate these properties into music? But if you look yeah. at somebody like uh, Hans Zimmer, John mm -hmm. Barry, mm -hmm. uh, John Williams, there's a score. Yeah, sure. And the musicians come in and they sit and play the notes. Mm -hmm. yeah. In doing what you do and what you did on this film, there's a lot of trust for you Sure. Because yeah. you're creating the score and then you go in and you allow yourselves to explore without necessarily that fine dot written down. Mm -hmm. How does that, how, how do you actually get to the place where you know that that's right for that scene? That's a great question. Not that I want to know how to answer it, but it's, it's, a lot of it just has to do with feeling yeah. Feeling it. Number one, number one is not putting myself before everything. You know, number one, if when I've scored something or even playing in a song or whatever it is, it's not about me. And it always starts with it. This isn't about me. You called me, maybe you know, and you like what I do, and other, but it's not about proving that I'm great at what I do. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary, you know. And it's about the film. And one thing about music and film is, and I learned this in school, and a lot of people forget this, but. If you look at the definition of music in the film world, music is not a must, actually. Music is only there to support. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if it needs music, it's because it needs support. If you look at something and say, well, this doesn't need music, but if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to support it. I'm not going to take from it. I'm not going to you know, put something that you're just going to disconnect you from what you're watching. Yeah. Because other than that, just listen to an album. You know, Just listen to music rather than just watch it with video. So um, number one is, is understanding the scene, understanding everything. So one little example from uh, the song that we did for, for our vessel is when, it, when they go to New York and then the, the first thing that you get is these big shots from New York of the city. You see the skyline, you see Times Square and a lot of stuff. And the first thing I hear is Frank Sinatra horns in my head. I just hear that when I see it, you know, because it reminds me of that. And I, um, I thought of the, the melody, ba, 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 da, da. like just big horn line just going... And then mixing it with my style, which is the and just singing over that, I'm like, all right, well, you know, horns. And I tell this guy, watch this. So this is my idea, and the rest is up to you. So that with a sax solo, you know, it brings you back to that historic New York of you know uh, the Rat Pack era and all that stuff, and you know, big band stuff. But 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 this is 2014. You know, mm -hmm. this is art. This is Miami. What's Miami? God knows what Miami is. Pitbull, whatever. You know, like that. It's what can Miami offer? What is it? Well, I'm from Miami. I'm gonna mix all this stuff in there. It's it's a big, a big soup, yeah. you know, of all this stuff. And and, and that came about. Is that so? That's just one example of. But it all started with what am I looking at? What am I feeling? And that's what I was feeling at the moment. So it, it's it's like a question hard to answer because it, there's not an exact or correct answer to that. As like this is how it's done. But there, there is no, there yeah. isn't a correct. There answer. isn't right. If, yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're doing a, a track, a record, which is just going to go in the ears, mm -hmm. then you can create anything. Sure. And it's never right or wrong because it's a performance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what music, a score, can do to a film, it can mm -hmm. kill it, 
Absolutely. Or it can enhance it. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. It's the music that puts the hairs on the back of your neck. Sure. It's the music yeah. that makes you cry. Mm -hmm. I think without music... Support the imagery by interacting without interfering. And there then you'll be able to inspire, influence, and impact mm. the viewer. Exactly. So you, it's, I'm sure Matteo will say that the music has enhanced his, his visual <laughs> production. Yeah, his, his wallet size too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You know what uh, is interesting is another thing is you know if, if the if the job is very well done in the in the video area, and I remember Matteo and Lewis, uh, who's a director of photography and editor, and uh, uh, he did the color correction of the of the movie. They they just packed up and you know picked up the camera and went to New York. That's exactly what happened. They said we got to go get some New York footage and all the footage is just dumb. Like it's dumb filming that stuff. It's not like stock footage from Getty Images or mm -hmm. you know anything like that. So they came back to me with that and they said here, this needs something. I was like, well this this looks great. And I I, I watched it a couple of times and I can hear and I hear the melody. But instant yeah. boom, that's what I hear. But the thing is, I think. Um, we, we also have to point out the fact that, you know, something that we have always done and nobody has ever stopped us from doing is we're constantly coming up with melodies, singing melodies while we're walking. You know, it comes right. from that, that, I can that old that. Disney you can Snow White, you know, <laughs> scene where it says, whistle while you work. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I don't know if, if, if that was the scene that really got me, really, uh, it just, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it triggered me to always sing and come up with a melody or, or beatbox while I'm walking you know just becoming aware of all the music that is actually present all the rhythms and all the pitches and tones that, yeah. and harmonies that are happening you know as you're walking outside you know what I mean and so um, I think what we we just naturally do is we listen to nature and um, awareness, yeah, it's awareness. It, it, it's yeah. it, it's mm -hmm. really it's it's another level of aural awareness. And so what I end up doing is I, I start jamming to the sounds that are actually present. You know what I mean? Well, that's um, really interesting. Can I just hold so, on to yeah, that point? How often do we go somewhere and we don't listen? Mm. I'll give you a very brief example. When I went to New York in September with my wife, we went to a yoga place in a yoga session in Bryant Park. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the ladies said, well, the lady that was taking it. And there was a thousand people doing yoga, and we had to lay down. Mm -hmm. And she said, now what you need to do is to concentrate on the sounds of New York. And it made me realize I'd never heard New York. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. And that comes into what you say, is when you're walking along, the sounds you listen to, we don't hear things, do yeah. we? We don't yeah, pay sure. attention. Yeah, it's yeah. listening, yeah. That's it's true. important. I mean, um, you know, and it's, it's important to play the space in music. Like, yeah. technically... I'm still playing the first jam that we did. I'm just making a long space. Hey, that's deep. You know I mean? Rest. It's an edge deep. <laughs> Leave that steep right there. <laughs> the rest note it's, is an important note. And I like to say I came up with this talking to, um, to Jose one time, and, and I told him, space speaks. You know, I like that. One of the most important notes you can play is the rest note. Yeah. Now, that is, that is the key to every musician. That space, absolutely. The space between the notes, yeah. but also, yeah. Uh huh. And how do you define that? <laughs> the space note is that is the silence. The silence. Is it the silence between, or is it? No, it's the opportunity to, uh, to to listen back. 
It's like talking. Uh, you have you know, to stop yeah, and it's breathe. conversational. Music is yeah. conversational. Yeah. You know, you got to ask yourself if you are just focused on trying to showcase what you're playing, and and it's all about you. I, I mean, and you know what I mean, and not the audience, right? Even if the audience is quiet and intent, listen to their body language. And I say, don't just look at their body language. Listen to their body language. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it's just kind of like, you know, maybe it's a figure of speech. I don't know. But it's one of those things where I feel like if we really focus, we can almost hear people's body language and, and their thoughts. Right. Because that's what we're doing. You yeah. know, if, if we see a person smile, we can imagine what they're saying, you know, and then we're responding back in this language, um, in our personal individualistic uh, language. You know what I mean? Uh, within this sort of meta language of music. So how did you two first meet? Hmm. We met, <laughs> we met at church. Yeah, right? yeah. I was doing uh, a Christmas concert. It was mm -hmm. a co-concert uh, with a renowned pianist named Adlan Cruz. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was the first performer. And um, uh, I saw uh, Gualo uh, sitting in the front row uh, with his friends and things like that. And, you know... Um, I played. I had a wireless microphone, so I could go to the audience. So I think I may have even like played my flute with my live band there, you know, um, on stage. And I went down and I just started kind of shaking everybody's hand while still playing the flute with my left hand, you know. You, so, had, you had me play. Oh yeah, and I had him play. I had him play um, one of the troll keys here, like, <laughs> I went like this, and he just touched it while he's playing. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that era. Yeah. That was the first time. Yeah. That was um, the only time he. Became a flutist. <laughs> it was great though. I played the yeah. lost my best three notes. Um, but uh, after that, um, a couple months later, we found out you were coming to you were going to move to Miami. Yeah, to pursue my master's exactly. uh, degree in uh, University of Miami. So oh, you, that, that must have been like in 2010. 2010, yeah. And um, well, your aunt uh, congregated. She still congregates in, in my church. And so you started coming to the church, mm -hmm. really. And one time, we, you know, we were, we would hang out during rehearsals because we wanted we wanted to include him in the music. Of course, it was like a blessing to us. And oh, after rehearsal, I just go eat whatever. I was like, "Is there room for me, guys?" Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> He's um, like, "Is there room?" <laughs> we went, <laughs> some of the guys and him. We one of the nights we met up at Burger King, and he ordered something. And he ordered. I don't know why why he ordered to go. So he got it on the bag, but he sat down and he ripped the bag open in like such yeah. a monstrous way. Yeah. And I looked at my friend and we're like, he's one of us. <laughs> the rest is history of our friendship. Like it was, you know, it just turned into, um, you know, the hangs on the weekends, you know, going out to eat. But there was a, there was a, um, we carpooled somewhere um, and you started showing me your music. Right. So then that's, that's how the music part of their relationship, you know. Uh, 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 I didn't know he made beats, uh, hip hop beats. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I have a, a past in hip hop, <laughs> and yeah. then I grew up. Um, but, uh, but you know, I would make a lot of uh, beats because I was still, I was producing at the time. That was like my only thing. I wasn't even playing, uh, mm -hmm. being a singer songwriter or anything like that. But I was uh, making, I was recording, and making beats. And I just started showing him some old stuff until he said he heard one. And he was like, yeah, "Send me that." So the next day, I got it back with like a really cool, smooth jazz type of modern sax we used some of that music uh you know about eight years later uh when we did the sexy hip-hop yeah. sessions 
Yeah. So those are beats that Gualo made, I mean... Yeah, years ago. He was a teenager. So, I mean, that was like a fossil. I just had him, you know, in in like a... Just put away, and then it was great to see that. Can you give me an example of one of those beats that he used? In, like, the beatboxing? (laughs) 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 No, it's... Because that's different. It's a... The beatboxing stuff comes after too. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it started kind of like adding to it. Um, it's that what people won't realize is you have a really wide variety of percussive sounds. Sure. That oh, yeah. you utilize, mm-hmm. even as a duo. And yeah. Mm-hmm. When we close in a minute, you'll no doubt do something where you'll bring everything in and it's not yeah. like there's a drum. Well, that, and that's the thing. So, like, you know, how did this relationship um, forge is, is the initial question. And, um, you know, I mean, we would jam all the time in, in while we were in Miami, and uh, there would be open mics that we would do at the church, mm-hmm. and we would just put ourselves on the spot, and it was just very kind of a free-spirited atmosphere, so we would beatbox battle, you know? Yeah. And I would just try to see if I could hang with him, you know? And then see if I could some... hang with him? Yeah. And, 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 no, no. And, and then, um, but then, you know, I, I mean... Uh, something that I learned very quickly is like if I'm going to go on tour, I want to go with people, um, you know, who are just awesome to hang with all the time. You know what I mean? And so um, we ended up uh, traveling to different parts of the United States and um, countries. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a lot of fun playing in a lot of youth conferences. Um, yeah, we did mission work in Guatemala. Then we went to mission trip to Costa Rica. And, and we went to a mission trip to Colombia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you know, so when you travel with somebody in third world countries, um, that is going to test your friendship. And we've prevailed. So <laughs> yeah. it only seems right, uh, you, you know, uh Despite my limitations, despite his limitations, we take our strengths and we put it in a blender and it's almost like something new comes out every time. Yeah. And for me, looking on the outside, Mm -hmm. you two have such a natural relationship Mm -hmm. and it's not built around looking and studying dots on a page. Mm -hmm. You've done all that. You've built your Mm -hmm. foundations. And that's really important that musicians build their foundations, do their studies but then, as you say, you've broken free. You have the sunroof on the car open. You yeah. welcome mm-hmm. everything in. And once you allow that to yourself to do that, you have freedom to be who you really sure. are. Sure. Absolutely. And when you see you two playing, it is completely free. It's freedom. Yeah. But you yeah. tend to know where each other's going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You? Well, you're going to tell me that. You yeah. don't know. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know, we just have to listen. We're not, it's not yeah. necessarily like we're sure where we're going, but um, sometimes I'm playing something and it's kind of indicating, hey, time to listen to me. Let's try something. You know what I mean? And so we're just open to different ideas. And, and uh, you know, and, and we also love implementing this three-letter word called fun. You know? It's a concept in music. I know it's, 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 it's not um, very encouraged in a lot of... Uh, formal art music uh, maybe more so now these days but you know uh, and, I, and I'm I hope that we continue seeing that kind of thing but well, yeah fun record, is a wonderful thing we're going to record another podcast on fun alright so uh, to close this one what are you going to play out with oh, why don't you uh, tell us give us some ideas and we'll make something on the spot really yeah <laughs> that makes, that, that Gene, awesome. I'd love to put that out All now right. how Disney do we go or how Kanye West, do we go? <laughs> <laughs> well, we would need Gina for both, right? Yeah, we would need Gina for both. <laughs> um, 
how about taking something, taking, uh, how about imagine taking that really deep John Lennon piece? Can I just ask you, while she does that, can you hear the chord straight away that he's in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Close this podcast. We have Jose Valentino and Guale. What a wonderful time I had with those two and many, many thanks to my dear friends Jose Valentino and Gualo for their continued enthusiasm for music, 
performance, education and their deep-held desire to make people smile, dance and be involved in the wonderful process of music making. Thank you also to you for listening this week. Please continue to send in your flute practice and performance related questions to Claire and I at flutepodcasts at gmail.com or via the Talking Flutes Facebook page. We have some wonderful podcasts coming up soon where we are covering lots of the questions that have come through to us via social media. So until next time, may your week be musically fulfilling. May you experience fun in whatever you do. And may your low C be especially in tune. Goodbye, everybody. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.